We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years, nine months, and 22 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside the long lost and he, the prodigal son, he has returned. Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Um, healthy and alive. Doing well. I, I don't know if the listener will be able to tell, but uh, spot of Bell's palsy. Um, so my speech may be a little bit, a little bit different than last time you heard me. Uh, but uh, yeah, recovering from that. Had a fun holiday season uh, holiday season you know had some uh, really bad sinus infection some virus or something uh, got up in there and messed me up pretty bad and uh, uh recovering from bell's palsy now so yeah it's been fun i'm sure it's been a tough road for you and you know we were kind of discussing that uh, a little bit in prep and you know it, it's not as bad as what it could have been so it's yeah it was it was it, a mild yeah. case and and that's good that's good when i was kind of talking to you off and on my my first thought was yeah just kind of like a trap nerve or something somewhere and I, you know looking yeah. at it i can barely tell and when you speak i don't i don't notice any difference yeah i i can notice every once in a while i notice little bits like my speech is a little off um you know kind of uh, almost slur a little bit almost um just because can you still say wire brush wire brush yeah yeah, yeah okay that. yeah that's good so that's good. all you yeah, need to yeah, say really. <laughs> <laughs> uh no but i can like i still have like all my facial expressions and everything i can still move it's just um think of it like um you're feeling think of it as uh like the volume on a tv or something like that turn the volume down to where you can just bare barely barely hear the tv that's about what it feels like is i i can barely feel anything but there's still just a little bit of feeling but motion is still there so yeah it's been it at this point um it's just annoying it's just tedious Eating, drinking, those kind of things are are cumbersome. Um, the, the I bit my lip the first day, so you know the it, it, it and you kind of have to uh, a little bit of drooling and everything, and uh, yeah, it, it's 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 annoying. I can imagine. Yeah. Well, I uh, I wish you the best in your uh, in your post recovery. But like I said, and the more you work it out, the uh, the better it's going to be. So the more you talk, that's yep. um, you know that's good for it. So we'll have plenty to talk about. Uh, I suppose <laughs> I thought we could start today with a new year, right? Obviously, this is this is a new year. Did you have you had a good holiday? Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, everything went I fine. Did yeah. yeah. Um, other than you know, I was sick, uh, so I didn't uh, I didn't get to spend much time with the family over the holidays. But um, that aside, I did take it easy and uh, got caught up on some. Uh, I, I basically I went zombie mode. 
I, I just sat down and watched some shows that I had been on the backlog that everybody had been like, hey, you should watch this. You should watch this. So I sat down and and watched some of the shows that were on my list and um, just kind of zombied, recovered from the, the sinus infection I had. And uh, yeah, so I took a vacation. No news, no uh, real world stuff other than, you know, the day to day and uh, kind of recovered from mentally from uh, mm. uh, the strain. So, yeah, it was good. Well, that's good. That, that's good. Let's get back into the uh, into crazy town, shall we? Police in California. Now you have to use a criminal's self-provided names and pronouns in a new law that has been passed. So you have to if you're the arresting officer or if you're the you know, the officer that's approaching a suspect, you have to correctly identify them with their provided name, whatever that is, even if it's not in, you know, their their identification, that whatever they're provided with. And you have to obviously you have to be mindful of their pronouns. If you hand me your ID and your name is Jane Doe and it says you're female, I am going to call you Jane Doe and I'm going to she her <laughs> like I, she I don't her. see why that's I don't I don't see why that's a problem you know I mean in the cases that it's like uh you don't have an ID on you uh okay fine you know call them whatever happens, yeah. the yeah, sure. the yeah that happens um but once you find out the person like if you're a criminal you don't get the privileges of yeah I'm I'm actually she her not he him or they them or something like that like no you, you don't get that privilege you lost that I'm sorry you're a degenerate move on. The LA County Sheriff Alex Villanueva has said that this could be a, a possible loophole for criminals to hide under multiple identities, and he is not wrong. Yeah, exactly. Why not? Under AB 994, uh, which entered effect uh, yesterday, on or uh, two days ago on January 1st, police and sheriff's departments must use the name and pronouns given by arrested individuals upon posting the booking photo. Uh, law enforcement is now not allowed to post photos of individuals arrested for nonviolent crimes unless the suspect is determined by law enforcement to be a, quote, fugitive or an imminent threat, or if a judge orders the release of the suspect's image, or there is an urgent and legitimate law enforcement interest. So we can't publish photos of of people that commit crimes any longer. We can't do so that. So no Florida man in no. California. Okay. No, no, there's no Florida man in California. As a matter of fact, I think the, the California man is looking to be a DC man at some point. Yeah. I mean, or at least the street bum and get their free drugs. Yes. Law enforcement now has to use the the individual's self-provided names and pronouns unless sharing in, a, in addition to the provided name, other aliases to assist in apprehending an individual, reducing or eliminating an imminent threat to an individual or to the public safety or urgent or or legitimate law enforcement interest. Booking photos must also be removed from any form of social media within 14 days unless any of the above conditions apply. So you can still technically post the, the booking photo technically. But you can only have it up for two weeks. Technically, yes. Technically, yes. But it it can't be any of the aforementioned with like all of the, um, you know, if if it's just like minor stuff or whatever, which, to be honest, the district attorneys out there are going to throw it out anyway. Yes. Uh, well, even if it's murder, you're still only get to get like a couple of years there in California. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, do you, do you know how we were handing out? I, I did see this today. Do you know how we were handing out these these multi, multi year sentences for these people that went in to use the restroom in the Capitol on January 6th? Yeah. 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 Uh, Ray Epps, right? You, you've talked about Ray Epps before. Mm -hmm. You know, the, mm -hmm. yeah. Ray Epps, the Department of Justice, you know, they're going to seek charges against Ray Epps. Did you know that? They're, they're actually going to yeah, go after him. Yeah, they have him. to have a scapegoat. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're yeah. going to go after him. They're going to charge him. Mm. Get this, right? This is a serious charge. They're going to charge him with disorderly conduct, and he's looking at 
a total of six months if convicted. Yep. You got to get got to get that pound of flesh because there was uh, enough people that stood up and said something and was asking questions. The thing is, is the right should be like the left in this. And you get an inch, take a mile, keep pushing, keep pushing, find out who the scaffolding commander was and who was the other guy breaking down the barricades? Who was the guy breaking the windows? Like none of those people were arrested. None of them have been tried with or, you know, convicted of anything. Whereas no. people that weren't doing anything violent were parading, uh, have gotten years in prison. Um, that, that, that should be addressed. Um, but what about the guys of the security footage that we saw that were pointing, that were inside the Capitol, that were pointing to the, uh, the electronically sealed doors, looking up at the camera and saying, open the door, open the door, open the door, and then high five in the cop as he came in. What about those guys? Yeah, that'd be, that would be, uh, that'd be nice to know who they were and what yeah. they were doing. Why, why, why that happened. Uh -huh. And honestly, it would be nice to have all that footage that they have, those thousands of hours of footage they have. Uh, why don't you just release that to the public, all of it, and, and let us decipher? You know, the thing is, is there's so many internet sleuths out there that all that information will get spread around. I mean, all the good stuff. Your, your news agencies will get all the little bits that they want, too, and, you know, be, you'll be able to run with it. Uh, the problem is, is it would completely shatter that entire narrative that they have uh, going forward. And they, they, they can't have that. They need this. They need this to try to, the, well, ratchet down on the rest of us, the, the average person. And this is also an election year. So they've got to have that as a talking point for True. the uh, the debates. Well, if there's going to be any debates, I think they're sending the old man back to his basement here pretty soon, aren't they? They have to be. Yeah, they'll be sending him. And I honestly, Trump, uh, the way he's going, there's I don't think he's going to show up to a debate. Debate one. In fact, aren't we supposed to be the, the, the you got the some of the election stuff rolling around here pretty soon. Uh, yeah, for they're doing this, the caucus stuff. Yeah, but they're pulling him off. They're like they're removing him from primary ballot access. Have you seen this? Where they're they're pulling him out from like certain hmm. states. Like Maine has removed him, and I think there's another one. And there's there's other states that are now talking about removing uh, primary ballot access for Trump. The last time we did that, uh, I was reading that um, I think it was in the early 1860s, and you know what followed that? Yeah. Uh, civil war. Honestly, though, I, I feel like that's kind of something they want and they being the elite and the people that are handling the elite, the, the puppeteers, um, I, I think they want us uh, caught up in our own um, inner struggles, inner war. Um, then we're distracted and uh, they can do what they want over there and uh, in Europe and uh, finish off the Ukraine thing with Russia and possibly either kick something up with Taiwan for show or uh, try to make a move on the U.S. I'm going to go with North Korea and South Korea. That's where my money is right now. I'm going to go with something there yes. as a diversion, of course. I don't expect to see a full scale thing. I expect to see just limited whatever, kind of like what we see in the Middle East right now, limited in scope. They are trying desperately to expand what's going on in the Middle East. They are trying desperately to expand what is going on in Russia and Ukraine. I will talk about Russia and Ukraine here in just a second. We were talking about that in prep. And I, I really want to discuss that because what, what is happening in Russia and Ukraine right now is laughable. If you actually understand what has been done before in the past, you can see very clearly what's going on right now. And I will explain. But... My money is on North Korea, South Korea as the next conflict, possibly. There was also a stirring in South America. We talked about this before the Christmas holiday with uh, French Guiana. And the British have sent a... Uh, 
what the Venezuelans are calling a warship, which Marty explained last week constitutes something with that it has a detachable 30 mil gun on it. That's what the Venezuelans and the Ecuadorians, or, uh, excuse me, and the Bolivians are calling a warship. So they've mobilized I mean, 10, to them, 000, it may be a warship. Yeah, they've mobilized 10,000 troops and attack boats and everything else because the British are escalating in the region because they sent a river trawler with a 30 mil cannon on it. That That's all. So yeah, that's not even the main armament nowadays for ship to ship uh, or even no. uh, ship no. to land engagements. It's always no. missiles nowadays. Yes. And it, it was like that ship is used in the Caribbean already for uh, drug interdictions with the Royal Navy. That's all they do. And Marty explained that when he was on last week. But this is a typical communist response, isn't it? You know, they've got a show yeah. of force and, and all the rest of that stuff. But yeah, anyway, they have to make themselves look strong. Yes. Because of the imperialist aggressors. Right. There is that going on. I also caught wind yesterday. I don't know if there's any validity to it. I do not know. I'm in the process of trying to run this down and confirm this, but it is possible right now that there could possibly be a conflict somewhere in or around Somalia in Africa. We were expecting some type of a conflict to occur in or on the continent of Africa somewhere. We don't know, but that was one of the other places that I was told to keep an eye on was South America, Africa, or somewhere in the southeast, uh, somewhere in Southeast Asia, mainly the Korean Peninsula. Watch for North Korea invading the South, right? And of course, they're rattling swords over there now. And the South Korean opposition leader or whatever it was got stabbed in the neck in Busan yesterday. So watch for, yeah. So watch for something that's in that part of the world. Don't know what that could be, but watch for it. Now, as to Russia and Ukraine, a couple of days after Christmas, there was a, uh, a Russian bombardment, an artillery strike that was taking place in Lviv. Excuse me if I'm saying that incorrectly, but that's the best I can do with it. On the western end of Ukraine. Now, why is that important? Well, that is getting dangerously close to the Polish border. And when you have an aerial bombardment that is taking place that close to a border, it is entirely possible that one of your missiles could just possibly stray across the border. Well, it did. And it landed just across the border into Poland. Now, a Russian missile hitting NATO territory is a very serious issue because that constitutes Russia attacking a NATO country, which they have technically, technically, by kinetic standards, they technically have not done that yet, although they have. <laughs> This is the second time a Poland has been hit with a missile. The first one was earlier in the year. Do you remember that? So it was it was last yeah. winter. Um, mm -hmm. They hit it. They supposedly hit an ammo cache there, and it's straight across the border. No, no. Well, this time a legitimate Russian missile hit on the other side of the border and hit a NATO country. And I know that from firsthand sources that were on the ground. Now the Polish government. I was watching this in real time. The Americans, you guys were asleep while all this was going on. The Polish government were telling their citizens that it was a UFO. I am not making that up. They legitimately were telling their population that that was a UFO. Like it's laughable. That is, it works on us. Why not? It does. Yeah, I suppose. And they've actually got a, a classified UFO briefing coming up on Tuesday, if you can believe that, next week. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. But I'm straying away from the point. So they, the Polish government told their, their citizens that it was a UFO because it hit in the middle of the night. It was like two o'clock in the morning. Then later that morning, the National Security Council in Poland met and they said, um, yeah, that was a Russian missile that, that came across, but it, it disappeared. Hang on a minute. Um, how do you lose a Russian missile that crosses the border like that? If you're tracking it, how do you lose that? Then they said about an hour later, 
Well, the minister of defense or whatever his name was uh, says, well, um, it was a missile that came across the border and then it turned back and went away. Because so that's see, what missiles do. Yeah, because that's what they do all the time. And Russian missiles, especially. You know how mm-hmm. they can just turn around, you know, when they, they say, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, I'm in Poland. I'm, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. And they'll turn around. Yeah, sure. Within six hours, I watched this in real time. Within six hours, the Russian city of Belgrade was under an aerial bombardment. And a bombing took place where several civilians and several children, at least according to the Russian authorities, were, quote, killed. We don't know that for a fact. Now, What is interesting about this, as Russia is simultaneously calling for an emergency meeting at the United Nations Security Council to say that it was NATO weapons given to Ukrainians that bombed Belgrade. (laughs) Now, all of a sudden, within a span of six hours, Russia hits a NATO country. Whether it was intentional or an accident does not matter. The fact is that they did it. And within six hours, all of a sudden, they are the victims. And NATO is attacking Russia. That does not sound suspicious at all. Not at all. It sounds totally <laughs> legitimate. I mean, yeah, totally what happened. Anybody that is is stuck in a hyperbolic feedback loop is not going to hear any of what I'm saying. They're not going to hear this at all. How am I able to interpret this? It's very simple. If you go read the book Blowing Up Russia by Yuri Felchinsky and Alexander Levinenko, if you look at the circumstances that led up to the war in Chechnya in the 90s, this is precisely the same script, almost a mirror image of what they have done in the past. It's exactly what they did in Chechnya. When the Chechens were in the process of not going along with things anymore, and I'm not saying that the, you know, the Ukraine government or whatever is the cleanest in the world. We know that that's a laundromat in a lot of respects. So I'm not saying that at all. I'm just looking at historical events and comparing them to what's happening now. But because everybody's off balance, everybody's in a frenzy, everybody's in the process of picking one side or the other, nobody can think clearly. Nobody can think rationally. Nobody can think logically in anything that's going on. You have to sit down and you have to look at the evidence that is presented in front of you through multiple sources. And that is exactly what I'm doing. The Chechens were being bombed by the Russians. And then all of a sudden, the Russians were under attack. But then if you go back and you look at it, Bruce, you remember the bags of sugar? Yep. Yeah. If you look at it, It wasn't the Chechens that were attacking the Russians at all, Mm -hmm. but they had to make it look like that to justify what they were doing. Russia is what is it like six, 16 times the size of of Ukraine as in like a land land area. Yeah. And and they're going to attack Russia. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Apart from the fact we also have this stipulation, if anybody didn't know, the conditions of us, as in like the NATO countries, giving any kind of weaponry to the Ukrainians. They came with conditions and they still have those same conditions. You are not to use them against anyone across that border in Russia. And now all of a sudden they're going to break that? I don't think so, because that would stop the flow of whatever weaponry we're giving them. So that makes no sense. So there's there's a caveat, I I, I could say. When we send the weapons over there, they disappear, as in we don't track True. them. True. So you might have some kind of group that whether they're pro-Russia or um, they're a, a more radical Ukrainian militia, they might attack Russia with those weapons to either instigate something or to retaliate, if you will. That is true. No, I'm, I'm not discounting that. But I'm talking about like an aerial bombardment daily now is is happening in Belgrade. And I'm sorry, I just I don't that, like that's too much. Maybe one or two incidents like you're talking about, maybe hitting like a train station or something or a bus station or whatever. I don't know. Uh, or a market or something. I, I'm just guessing here. I, and I could see that as a, as a possible instigation or escalation or, or whatever, but nothing like what's going on now. Yeah, honestly, 
I, I expect this is going to escalate more. And honestly, to kind of go back a little bit, you were you were talking about um, North Korea and South Korea. Yes. That's uh, actually something that I kind of think if there's going to be an actual full blown, not just saber rattling, they're actually going to do an attack. It's going to be something like that. It's going to be missiles or artillery and they're going to hit population centers if they're trying to really kick something up um if they're just doing saber rattling and they're just trying to get people to you know, divert attention it's just going to be like troop movements moving artillery pieces you know kind of like uh, things of show it's not going to actually be an attack but if they're actually going to do something I, I and try to send troops in or something like that then it'll be artillery um and they'll hit something like soul or something like that and that would kind of give that would that would divert our attention uh both the western world but the 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 media as well and russia could do whatever they want in ukraine essentially uh, uh, minus nuking it if they were to nuke it and do something more devastating it would it would yeah that would that would but uh i think uh, to that point, and it's a very important point you bring up there, that I think they can't. They're, they're kind of, they're handcuffed, if you will. And it's because of they, the fact that they've handcuffed themselves. They're fellow slops. They can't do that. Yeah, they, they, they can't cannot do that. do that. They cannot do it. Those Population are, those are well, no, they would not accept it. And and more than that, you've got families, you know, cousins, uncles, mm-hmm. brothers, yeah. sisters that are living. There. They can't do that. Yeah, yeah. So, so barring, but I was saying that, in, in the sense of if North Korea did attack South Korea, essentially Russia would be able to do anything they want in Ukraine, yes. minus up to yes. nuclear war. Um, yeah, at, at that I, point, I agree. Because we'd be so, yeah. you know, focused. I, I agree. It would just be, you know, I, th- I think they're going to do what they always do. And the Russians historically going all the way back have always used artillery strikes. You know, that's what they that's what they do. So I, I yeah. suspect that that's what they're going to continue to do. They just like the Russians just go in and flatten cities. That's all they do. I mean, that's a great way to crush morale. I mean, we we've seen that in, you know, World War Two, um, you know, that, that's that's how we did it. I mean, hell, even even like the Vietnam War uh, using napalm and that kind of stuff. That's uh, absolutely terrifying. You know, it's it's just as devastating as it is a morale crusher. So, yeah, artillery attacks. Um, yeah, I, I, I expect to see more of that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. see more of that, but I, I think it's coming. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. All right. So on over to Iran, right? We've got we've got some doings over there. You heard about what happened at the uh, tomb of uh, Qasem Soleimani today. Of course, mm-hmm. I think today at time of recording, I'm pretty sure I think today is the anniversary of his his execution. I think, is it not by the uh, the drone strike from Trump? Something like that. It, it's pretty so close. You had, yeah. Yeah. You had a you had a, a memorial service that took place uh, there and there was a bombing. And I believe right now, the Iranians are saying that you've got 103 that have been killed and 141 that are injured. Uh, there were two two bombs that went off there, uh, and that's what they're saying at the moment. Now they suspect, as in like the uh, the national governments here suspect that there's going to be a serious escalation now because of this, mainly coming from Hezbollah in Lebanon. The following governments have asked their nationals to leave Lebanon immediately, not tomorrow, not next week. Now, if you're still there, I don't know what the hell you're still doing there. Britain and Denmark, Germany, Sweden, Canada, 
and I think that's it at the moment. Uh, but the, they're calling on all their citizens to leave the region immediately. So they suspect that, you know, because of security reasons, you know, their their people could be targeted. So I suspect that there's going to be an escalation. Go ahead. Uh, to that, that I also read, um, that reminded me, I also read that uh, we're pulling people out. We're starting to evacuate people, uh, citizenry out of like Taiwan and China now as well. I did um, not know that. Yeah, they're starting to, it's not officially like the government's not saying pull out. Um, but there's organization like charity organizations and stuff. They're starting yeah. to prep yeah. for that because if you get stuck in China or Taiwan, when China starts moving, you're not getting out of there. Why are we in China? Why do we not have everything packed up and out the door? I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. Why is that not happening? I understand uh, like some groups being there, like, you know, the missionaries, I understand. Yeah, okay. we, we have some yeah, educators sure. and stuff there. I, I know, like, for example, um, it, with North Korea, uh, we have English speakers go there from the Western world. They really? will teach. Yeah. To teach English and it, kind of in their uppity places. Uh, but while they're there, they're smuggling in information from the outside world and showing the students, no, the, the, the nonsense they're teaching you here is a lie. And they're, they're kind of slowly infecting, if you will, that world. And the younger generations are, are kind of getting a taste of what the, the outside world is really like. So this kind of goes to the reverse situation of what's going on on the U.S. southern border. You've got Chinese nationals that are being apprehended down there. That usually means something. If you've got Chinese PLA operatives that are coming into the United States, if this is happening and they're doing it on a mass scale, which they are, uh, I was listening to an interview by a guy who is down in, I think he's in Panama right now, and he is he's watching. You're, you're not going to believe what I heard him talking about this morning. Michael Yan is the guy's name. You can go over to his website and check it out. Uh, but this this guy, he was documenting the fact that the United States, as in like the U.S. Uh, with Mayorkas, right, under him. He was down in Panama. I think it was back in August is when he went. And they were negotiating a deal. They have built temporary shelters or, or whatever it is to to house like the, the ones that are coming up. Oh, it gets better than this. U.S. taxpayer money is being used to send to Panama to build these temporary shelters and these these so-called, you know, like uh, stop off points like these camps. And guess where the containers and the structures are coming from? They're coming from China. Bruce, why? Bruce has his head <sighs> down and, and is, is rubbing the, the bridge of his nose. Yeah. Um, why? Why? Why haven't uh, why hasn't there been is some kind of like impeachment uh, treason trial or something? There is talk like, today. There is talk today of having Mayorkas uh, impeached, that the House Republicans have begun the impeachment proceedings against uh, Alejandro Mayorkas because of the border, specifically. It has started today. Yeah, I mean, uh, more to the border stuff. Uh, I've seen that the federal government is looking to file a lawsuit against Texas because of border stuff. Texas has been um, apprehending and deporting uh, illegals and uh, on their own. And the federal government is like, no, that's our job. We're supposed to be importing and you can't do that. So they're they're trying to, uh, I, I'm sorry, when the federal government is required to control immigration and, and keep people that are illegal from getting into the country and you fail to do that, then you 
no longer get that privilege. It goes to, to the state. The state should be upholding that and protecting their own uh, people. We're, we're supposed to be kind of like little countries inside of a country, all following the same kind of general rules. That's kind of the, the, the idea behind the, the federal system. But uh, yeah, anyway, the, that the border situation, there is so many sanctuary cities uh, that are just full. I mean, I, I, w- I was reading today, there's places in like Colorado, close to where I came from, um, you know, you, you obviously California over there on the West Coast and East Coast. God, it, it's all over the place. Everywhere that there's a sanctuary city, they're saying like, we're, we're full to the brim. Like, we can't take any more people. You have, you have cities on the border that are spending, like, there's a little bitty town. I forget what the town's name was, but it's a real small town. And they're spending like $21,000, $31,000 a month. Uh, or I think it was a month. It might have been a day, but on just illegals, just just helping them, like uh, the emergency stuff, like going in and and it's the fire department. They're going in and rescuing people like that are unable to um, uh, walk. As an example, you know, they're, they're, they're dehydration or whatever the case may be. Um, they're going in and rescuing those people. It's costing thousands of dollars. The, and these cities, um, they're not even cities; they're towns. They can't afford this. They're taking it out of their own budget. Um, so yeah, this, 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 that whole border situation, man. It's it, an invasion. Just, just uh, this that. Is not, this is beyond illegal immigration. This is an invasion. Yes. Yeah, exactly. This, that alone should be, uh, we, we should be doing like witch trials for treason at this point for, for this kind of stuff. I mean, it, it, it should be, I, I, I don't mean it in the sense of witch trials, but literally we should be doing some kind of, uh, this is a border uh, crossing in Arizona then. over the weekend, by the way. And for the benefit That's of the listener, this is no, this is not problematic. You have got trucks after truck after box truck of just like cattle trucks and, and everything else loaded with people that are just ramming right through everything and coming into the U.S. How is that not an invasion? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I know it's human life. I know uh, whatever the case is, but you come up to that uh, border crossing and if you fail to stop at the border crossing, live ammunition is used on at least your vehicle to stop the vehicle uh, from moving. I'm, I'm sorry. This is a huge... I, I, I don't know if people just don't understand that how dangerous this is. I, I've talked to people that are like, they believe uh, there's no such thing as an illegal person coming into the country, right? There's no such... Oh, I love those and people. I, I, I've tried to talk to them and I'm like, you have no idea who these people are that are coming through. You have no information. There's no way to do a background check on some of these people because they don't have the infrastructure to track the people in their own countries. And then on top of that, they could be from another country altogether, like the Middle East or China or something like that, that are enemies to us. And they're coming in and infiltrating us. It's an invasion, as you said. How do you explain? I, I, I'm at a loss when I talk to those people because they're just like, they're stuck on the fact that these people are coming here for a better future to, to try to better themselves or their families or whatever the case is. And I'm like, you're a naive imbecile if you think that is the only reason that people are coming ar- across. We have too many enemies in the world that are looking to kill us, to destroy us, to think, oh, no, they're just coming over here for a better life. And a majority of these that are coming up from Venezuela, 
uh, again, according to uh, uh, investigative journalists and somebody that's reporting on what's going on south of the border, Hezbollah. We're catching Hezbollah operatives coming out of Venezuela. That is not just him reporting that. That is uh, the general of our Southern Command, U.S. Southern Command, that was reporting that to the Senate Armed Services Committee a couple of years ago. I'm sure it was again last year, General Richardson. She was talking about that as well. As This is a major concern. And we just kind of sit back and say, oh, no, there's there's no problem. No, the Mayorkas just says, well, hey, the border's closed. But to the point of what my original point, I'm, and that was quite a long tangent, but it was all relevant. Everything you said was, was relevant. If China is sending PLA operatives in now, then that means that they are about to conduct some kind of an operation within the continental United States. I don't know what that is. I'm assuming that it has something to do with infrastructure sabotage or something, grid or or otherwise. I don't know. I'm just guessing. They don't send these operatives like this in these numbers. They don't do that unless something is going to happen soon because they run the risk of losing control of them. This is the problem. When you send an operative who has been indoctrinated, this goes back to the point where we're talking about North Korea, how you've got people that are going over there that are teaching English that smuggle information in. Well, that works both ways. When you send somebody that's been raised in that system, in a capitalist system, and you bring them over to a world that they've been taught to hate, and they look around and they're like, um, hang on a minute, you've got stores full of food. I can buy anything I want. I can live in a, in a comfy uh, apartment. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to listen to um, uh, forced government propaganda, of course you kind of do, on your television every day. They get disillusioned, and it usually happens pretty quickly. And the younger they are, which a lot of these are between the ages of 18 and 35, the younger they are, the faster they're going to get disillusioned. So I am just guessing that they're looking to conduct some kind of a clandestine operation in the U.S. really soon. Yeah, I, my guess would be sometime this year if I had to because the uh, election. Make a, yeah, because of the election. Yeah, that would be my guess. Honestly, with the number of people that were coming across uh, in that video, we have no idea what they were transporting, what was in there, unless they were stopped. Which you know they weren't because ICE uh, held fewer than 37,000 illegals in detention at close of 2023. How many millions have been uh, come across that we know of? There's there's something like 6 Almost million five. or something like that? Uh, 4.3 is the official number, so I'm going to go okay. with yours. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go okay. with yours. And, and then we could probably double that <laughs> because that's usually how the statistics roll. Well, the, the 6 million is the, uh, that's how many they let go. They let free into the country okay. that we know of. Okay. Well, they let go. So um, that means we've, okay, so double would probably be accurate if we've let that many go. Yeah. So supposedly, uh, so what, I, I'm, at, I'm at a complete loss. Our own government is helping facilitate other countries' invasions of our country. Treason? Anybody? Anybody treason? Can, can I can I get someone talking about treason at this point? I, anybody? I mean, th th this is ridiculous. This is, yeah, I, I'm just at a loss. Uh, I don't know what to do about that. Well, some people said lampposts would be a good place to start. You know, you could just leave them there and let the public just look on and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So there is that. All right. Well, anyway, that is the uh, that's the border. Bruce, you know, it's January just after the first of the year. And you know what is unique about the month of January in Davos, Switzerland, don't you? Oh, yeah. We have a bunch of um, stick of the bum elitists. Yeah. Those are the ones. Yeah. I was going to yeah. ask you to be more specific. We got so many of those. But um, <laughs> the, the 54th annual meeting 
of the World Economic Forum is about to take place. They have outlined a partial release on it this afternoon. They're saying that, (laughs) wait till you hear this, Klaus and his people have said that they are, this is a direct quote, willing to provide a crucial space to focus on the fundamental principles driving trust, including transparency, consistency, and accountability. (laughs) Because they're just brimming, overflowing uh, with all of that. They uh, They just radiate transparency and trust mm, yeah and consistency if nothing they are they are yeah. if nothing they are not consistent they are consistent i will give them that's that. true that's they true. are consistent they are very so, consistent yes this is actually off of their website according to their website they say this annual meeting will welcome over 100 governments all major international organizations 1000 forums partners as well as civil society leaders experts youth representatives social entrepreneurs, and news outlets. Of course, the approved ones, you know, the, the ones that, that will say what they need. And of course, the ones that are somewhat quasi-independent, they'll be kind of left there on the outside of the gate there. They yeah. won't be, you know, they'll be able they to catch be. the the delegates that are, that are, or the CEOs that happen to stray outside of the, uh, the approved area there. Yep. They won't allow anyone to see or talk to anyone that uh, could be problematic to their story or to their narrative they're trying to formulate. No, not in the least. Uh, They also say that uh, they say the details on exactly who will be attending this year. They're cut. They're still up in the air. That's to be determined. They haven't released the official list yet, but they've just kind of put that out there. Uh, The meeting will take place, obviously, in the luxury ski resort of Davos. You know, the locals, they really don't like them. Every time they uh, they show up every year for all of this, they hang like placards and everything from like their balconies from their chalets and stuff. And they say, get out. You know, we don't like you. Get out. You know, that kind of thing. The WEF. I don't blame them either. You know, they bring in about $400 million a year. I think it's actually more than that. Just in like dues and, you know, fees and and everything. $400 million a year for sitting on your fat behind down there and eating caviar. That's that's what that organization makes. Now, you see, Klaus, I, I looked into Klaus. You know, Klaus doesn't take a salary. He's so generous, that that dear old Klaus. Klaus Schwab, he does not take a salary. He has enough to live comfortably, of course, but he, he doesn't take a doesn't take more than just a little modest amount. <laughs> so you see, he has enough to just, you know, live comfortably to do his important work. Mm. Uh, the, he doesn't take a he doesn't take a salary because uh, his salary actually comes from a um, tax exempt foundation and it, it, it's all tax exempt and it's yes. usually in the forms of like donations or something like that. So yes, this year's theme, of course, apart from this will be calling on the West to reduce our carbon footprints and meat consumption. So they'll be focusing all upon that. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing all about how we're going to have to just take more windmills and solar panels and electric mm. cars. And you know, it's I'm, interesting. I, I was just going to mention the, about the meat consumption. Um, I'm actually increasing my meat consumption this year. Um, I've got, you know, one of those food, kind of like uh, HelloFresh or something like that, you know, the, the food delivery things. I'm going to yeah. try another company uh, and, and see how good the product is. Um, so that'll increase my meat consumption. So I'm actually doing the opposite of what they're recommending personally. Need to find something on electric cars. I saw it the other day. Oh, yeah. Actually, electric cars. I just uh, on, on that, I seen that um, Tesla 
is no longer the number one in the That's world. That's what I was looking for. That's what I was looking yeah, for. Was it's, that it's now uh, China? One yes, of the Chinese. The Chinese, yeah, the Chinese thing. Uh, I was I was seeing that here. Uh, where is it? Yes, China's BYD has overtaken Tesla in global quarterly electric car deliveries for the first time. But see, here's the problem. A lot of these Chinese electric cars, they're sitting in fields. That's, yeah. that, that doesn't really say anything. I, I don't really call that an accurate statistic. On top of that. 80% of the Russian car market is now Chinese cars, if yeah. anyone wasn't aware. Okay, so I was listening to a, um, uh, a guy named Konstantin Similov. He's a, uh, he's a former uh, business guy in Russia that fled when this whole Ukraine thing happened. And he's been very outspoken in doing podcasts and things like that. He says one of the biggest reports you're seeing across Russia is these Chinese cars, whether they're electric or not, it doesn't matter. But the electric ones, I, I think, I mean, it's going to be a little difficult to run an electric car in Russia, I think. But the Chinese cars in general, so the, the, the petrol powered cars, they're breaking down after like 18 months from brand new. Bruce, you, you look surprised. You're laughing. That's Chinese quality right there. That's Chinese quality, man. That that's the the Chinese steel that we know and love for our tools. Um, that's uh, the same thing in their cars. The other issue that you run into with Chinese um, electric vehicles is spontaneous combustion. Um, it just it, you know randomly catching on fire while it's parked in a parking lot, just spontaneously combusting and burning up two cars next to them uh, at the same time. You know that it's. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, a little bit of a health hazard, a little bit of a, you know, environmental damage, you know, uh, hazard. Just a little bit. You know, it's interesting. I actually saw a, uh, it was one of the Tesla SUVs. I don't know what it's called. I, I can't remember, but I saw a video over the weekend of, I think it was somewhere in the UK where one of these things had caught fire on the side of the motorway and the, the, and the fire breaks. Maybe. It could be a uh, uh, Model S. Yeah, it could it could be one of those. I'm not sure, but it's the SUV variant of whatever it is. They only have one, whatever that is. And this thing was parked on the side of the, well, it had to be parked on the side of the motorway. The fire brigade showed up because the thing caught on fire. They had to let it burn to exhaustion because they didn't possess anything within the fire brigade to actually put out a lithium fire. Yeah, with a lithium fire like that, you're you're gonna have to use either a chemical based or you're gonna have to use like nitrogen and just starve the fire um, and cool it off. Because if you use water, it's only gonna it's only gonna increase uh, the fire. Lithium reacts pretty violently to water, and then on top of that, the short circuiting of the batteries and everything uh, when they get wet, yeah, it's just not good. Reacts pretty violently to water. Well, you'll like this story. I saw this out of um, uh, of a news outlet yesterday. I can't remember which one it was, but I just I just caught it. There was a cargo ship. I believe it was sailing from the Philippines. I'm assuming it was coming out of China. Uh, it left the port in uh, the Philippines last month, and it was on its way to San Diego. That's where their port of call was, was in San Diego. And it was hauling electric vehicles. Well, you don't make electric vehicles. You're not making Teslas over there that are shipped over here. So you're going to make them domestically. So I'm assuming that those were Chinese cars or or something to that. Or it could have been like electric, like Kias or something or, or Japanese car. I don't know. It could have been one of those. But whatever it was, it was a car hauler that was full of electric cars. And there was a lithium fire on board ship, which is not good, out in the middle of the Pacific. It was 250 miles offshore, and so the Coast Guard was scrambled out of Dutch Harbor, Alaska. You know where the uh, the crab fishing place is? Yeah. And they had to redirect that ship up to Dutch Harbor, and I believe it is still there, and it never made it to San Diego. Yeah, my, my estimation, if that's full of uh, lithium battery cars... Oh, good grief. Um, you, you, you would think they would have... 
is some kind of precaution to ship the batteries in the car separately or something. Because if one of those cars go up, um, you're risking losing the entire cargo uh, because the lithium fire is not it's not something to joke around about. They, they get pretty hot and they explode. And that's it. I mean, it's very easy to catch other cars on fire because uh, a lithium battery, if you have a smartphone like an Android that you can pull the battery out on, read the uh, the, the print on there, the, the caution, the warning. Uh, you're not supposed to get that battery above 200 or 250 degrees Fahrenheit, I believe it is. That's a, so that's like 100, we'll say 100 degrees Celsius because the battery will explode and the contents once exposed like if you were to get it wet as an example it'll burst into flames so uh kind of a kind of a dangerous uh shipping in across the ocean like that just a little bit all right my friend well we can go ahead and kick out of here a few minutes early barring anything else do you have anything else you want to cover i mean it is your first day back of the uh the new year you've been out for a couple of weeks yeah uh, no not not really anything else uh to add um glad to be back um, good conversation it's a great conversation yeah, yeah I'm glad to uh, see I'm, you. i'm glad to know that i can actually talk uh I, I didn't do much talking over the over the um uh, holiday I, I you know like i said i was sick for about a week it's about a week that that lasted typical sinus infection duration so i wasn't around people very much didn't talk much during that time uh so it's been it's been nice to come back and have a chat i mean we talked for like an hour before this too so yeah we had a problem uh, yeah. yeah so yeah it's good to be back well, Marty and Ned will be thrilled to hear that you're back on, and I'm sure the listeners will as well. I'm looking forward to uh, all the antics that will take place this year. It is a shame, Bruce, that you missed the uh, the Christmas special this year. That was really fun. We had a great time with that one. It is a shame you missed that one. Next year, you're going to have to be here for that because that was fun. I oh, threw... Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yes, there's a new tourist facility that open that is opening up in North Korea, uh, and British tourists are, are welcome there. You're going to love this. Uh, I'll send this over to you. you. What? You look surprised. It's a water park, and it's they've got an airstrip right there next to Kim Jong Un's mansion. I, I, I. So my first thought of that one is like, why would I want to go to North Korea? Like human trafficking is the first thing I think of, and it's like, yes, they're going <laughs> like that. No, uh, I'll pass. <laughs> the other one was um, Viking, according to a, a leading historian that the, that he believes that Viking hordes when they went into Scotland a thousand years ago could have been trans. <laughs> Vikings of all people. Yeah, yes, I'm sure. Yes, I'm yeah, sure. I, I'm sure. Yeah. No, um, no, I, I do not think Vikings of all people were, were trans. I'll definitely try to this year. I, I definitely would not have been able to do the, the, the Christmas uh, show. I was in a lot of pain yeah, from the, I know, the sinus I know. stuff. It's, it's a shame hopefully because next we, year. we laughed all the way through that. It's it was it was hilarious. So, yeah, yeah but I next was, year. I was passed out, man. I, like that pain was so bad. My vision was blurred. Like, you know how you Ugh. get static, you know, yes. if you will. Yes. And you, yeah, it was it was so bad. It was static and like I almost passed out. It was pretty rough. Well, so, I'm glad, glad you're to back. be out I'm, through that. Yeah. Glad you're back. I'm glad you're on the mend. Uh, the fellows will be glad too. Uh, so we will go ahead and call this one done. It has been a great conversation, my friend. I'm glad to see you back and we will see you next week. Thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening. Thank you.